So I guess we're live now. Oh, sorry. oh, shit. Yep. Okay. All right. You want to do the intro? There's no intro. It's just us talking. I could have swore we had one. Okay. Um, well, before <laughs> before we truly truly start, I was I was trying to send you something. Um, no, we've truly truly started. There you go. Okay. Um. Yep. This is all going in. This is all going in the episode. I love it. Well, it's not that beginning part where I'm asking if we started. That's just bad no, showbiz. No, I love it. I absolutely love it. Or it's going in. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, um, well, um, what you been working on this week? Uh, well, um, I worked on some the stuff for you. Uh, we worked together on a couple of the dungeon stuff that we we're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, I am starting a new project, a fifth project now. Oh yeah. Uh, we're um, partnering up with an artist, and we're gonna make some magic items for D and D on a weekly basis. Now, I don't know if that's gonna go anywhere. I don't know if the artist is gonna stick to it, but I'm willing to give it a shot. It's not going to cost me anything to try, so. Well, other than my time, and I've got All right. loads, loads of that, so. Mm-hmm. What are you working on? Well, besides the dungeon stuff you've mentioned, I, um, I seem to have a bad habit of coming up with ideas for what should be just, like, one-shots and then turning them into campaigns. <laughs> um, All right. So I recently finished reading um, a book called um, Cormier, a novel. Um, And essentially it's a gigantic book written, I want to say by either Jeff Grubb or Ed Greenwood. But basically it's a a comprehensive history of the kingdom of Cormier, which is in central Faerun. Okay. Um, um, Think of like your standard British French fantasy setting, kind of like just totally classical medieval castles and medieval towns taverns and all that good stuff yeah um not like the medieval stuff yeah not like the sword coast with its mega cities and like world cataclysmic events that seem to only affect that area you know like the drag tiamat coming back to life and it only hurt the uh sword coast for some reason or the giants only attacking the sword coast whatever um sword coast is fine i love all the modules they come out with it's just i do wish they'd branch out a bit but they might be Sir, soon sarcosis cursed and all the people should move away from there <laughs> i don't know why people still set up there that's the crazy part people still <laughs> live there they're trying instead of leaving neverwinter which was destroyed by the dragons and giants spoilers they're just rebuilding yeah i mean why not though i'm it's like all those people who live in uh, Tornado Alley or all those people who live in uh, South Florida and they, their house gets destroyed every couple of yeah. years. This almost is my the, home, so I'm going to rebuild. Almost the entire population of Louisiana is at risk of flooding and they still live there. But that's just where they live. You know, they, you got to deal with what you got to deal with. That's just humans, I feel. Humans are like, eh, we'll just no, fix this it. Is, this is where I live and nothing is going to tell me otherwise. It's, it's stubbornness is what it is. Exactly. 
Um, but anyway, uh, there is a part of um, the kingdom of Cormir to the north called... Um, used to be called the Goblin Marshes or Goblin Marches, one of the two. But currently it's known as the Stormlands um, or the Storm Hordes. There's varying names from multiple editions, but essentially there's two ways to go about what I've come up with. Either make some adventurers and they're tasked with uh, quote unquote taming the land, AKA like, you know, clearing out all the goblin, hobgoblin, bugbear, orc populations that area. Mm -hmm. um, and I could do several things with that. I can make them think they're going on a normal adventure where they just fight goblins and everything's good. But instead, I'll also show them like complex geopolitical, like, you know, tensions. The goblins are not, have always lived here. They're just being like pushed off their land and stuff, that kind of thing. Or, that sounds, huh? That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, and it could be really fun. It could be played different ways. Or, um, the other idea I've come up with is that on one of my groups I run for, um, we just have a lot of breaks sometimes when not everyone can show up. And my players also have a, a I, won't, I don't want to call it a bad habit, but a good habit of stopping at points where we need everybody um, to continue because it'd be really unfair if somebody missed out on some awesome plot development, right? Um, so I've come up with the idea to take the same area, but um, also take some inspiration from Pathfinder. They have this module where basically you play as goblins and you fight adventurers that are raiding your cave. That sounds hella fun. I want to play that. Yeah. So what I would do is I would present these options to the players. You have four racial choices or maybe more if you can find me another monstrous one like lizard folk maybe but usually four. Orc, goblin, hobgoblin, or bugbear. Pick one of the four and the only class that is banned, unless you also give me another really good reason for it, is wizard because I don't. these people would not have access to the learned magics that you would get from going to schools because they live, they've been basically forced to live in a tribalistic society without any means of making forward progress in their own like What level is the adventure? It could be any level, whatever they want it to be. As long as it's under level four, I would be totally fine with the Goblin Wizard. Because <laughs> um, the point is, from them to play monsters, is that they have some sort of higher up or somebody out there that's telling them to, uh, they just made a bridge that's too close to us and it'll bring too many outsiders here. Go burn it down or go, go take out this rival tribe or go steal their food. Just, you know, goblinoid things to do that can be done between sessions when no one's playing and they can just have fun and be chaotic little murder hobos as much as they want to. <laughs> we must destroy the bridge for Resnack! Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that kind of thing. It would yeah. be really fun. And I've called it a name, but I'm almost hesitant to share it because I want to keep it as my own. But That's fine. Um, Don't share it. Wait till it's published. Well, that's... Hmm, I, wish. I will make you publish it. But, uh, yeah. It's, it's... I love goblins. I love the... My favorite races are always the ones that people usually kill as like, you know, cannon fodder. I love I love orcs because you see me like play half orc. I've talked about my love of orcs, goblins, bugbears, hobgoblins. I've always loved like the underdog races that get a chance. I'm to, like, with you shine. there. I mean you 
you guys are all aware that my favorite race is Kenku because I keep trying to get you guys to play Kenku. But mm-hmm. uh, I fucking love goblins. Goblins are fantastic. They're just fun-loving, stupid little uh, creatures that you could just you could do things with a goblin you couldn't get away with as a human. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think uh, Sam Regal makes a lot of use out of that. Yes. Oh my God. Watching I think I play... pronounced his last name correctly. Regal. Yeah. Sorry, Sam, if you ever take to hear this. Um, so, uh, but I yeah, he, he listening to our podcast. Don't worry. Who knows? <laughs> what if we just find out there's like a shout out of us on Critical Role one day? That'd be crazy. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we gotta like pump out more episodes. Listen to this five years from when it was recorded and knows anybody there. Make it happen, please. Yeah, we would love you forever. You'd get whatever role you wanted on my discord sir <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just sounds like nepotism and bribery oh 100 yes i am willing to bribe you for <laughs> a shout out on critical Role. <laughs> oh man okay um i just for me it's like i'm i'm having tr- also in my c- current projects like the nautical game i'm running mm-hmm. i'm having trouble trying to figure out some things about the rate the normally considered monstrous races there because i don't want to give them all the same flavor you know but they are have stereotypically been of a certain like design for a very long time and i'm just trying to match that flavor while changing some aspects of it but for example, like I don't want a player to play those things and then walk into town and then get murdered instantly, you know. So, I've just been working on some stuff there, but maybe we'll talk about that in the future. I'm not done just yet. Well, you can create a world where bugbears and goblins are just normal folk. I've actually always wanted to do like flip, flip the script a bit and like humans are like more neanderthal like people that oh, live that's... out live out in the wastes fucking and, brilliant. and that's orcs and goblins hobgoblins and bugbears like the majority race and stuff because if you look at it orcs they're they always are like mostly in derogatory ways but they usually are called a people that breed faster than they die um okay. And so that makes me think that, yeah, kind of humans are like that too. Um, I imagine if some alien out there force attacked the earth, like they'd be terrified with how fast we can come up with more people to uh, fight. Um, Oh my God, they make so many people. (laughs) Because by the, by the time, by the time they've taken out a large portion of our force, 18 years later or so, there's already like a whole, like the force has been doubled, you know? so but that's brilliant think of like like human level orcs intelligent society driven orcs who are fighting back the human neanderthals yeah <laughs> from, from it's, it's flipping the script on the barbarians at the wall thing instead now the barbarians are in the wall they just the humans are now the barbarians of the wall you know yeah um, no it's fantastic i would love and, to play a game like that you, you know it's interesting i did a lot of research into how to more like i guess i don't want to say properly because there's no one proper way to represent any way you can play however you want but um 
I've been trying to figure out a way to like more respectfully run orcs. And I found out that the trope of barbarians at the wall like stems really far back. Like Rome and Japan wrote about it a lot about the, uh, the, um, I don't, they're not, they were Germanic tribes that attacked the Romans and then the Huns. You know, um, I, I can't remember if it was Genghis Khan or if it was Attila the Hun that tried to attack Japan, but one of the two, I'm or I could sure. be completely wrong. But I'm they not up on my uh, ancient world history. Yeah, yeah. But the the point <clears throat> is that both cultures had put out like art and things that basically just made a mockery of their enemies, similar to how you hear about um, like the humans due to the orcs and things. And there's some oh, there's propaganda. some. Yeah, and there's some topics that you can stray into there, um, but there's other things we could be uh, unawkwardly of. skipping past this. I think it would be really fun for a project to write out like what an advanced orc civilization would be like, because rather than just swapping orcs and humans, yeah, orcs it would be interesting to see what if orcs were first and they had the time. Uh, to evo uh, like evolve a more advanced uh, civilization mm -hmm. with the technologies and farming and, and all of that, religions. Uh, what would that look like? Well, I would say if that orcs want to get anywhere, they would first have to drop their god Grumsh. Because Grumsh keeps them under his grip. Um, and forces them to be violent and stuff. That's where the whole orcs are evil just because comes from. It's Grumpsh's influence over them. Mm -hmm. So I would say that they would have to drop Grumpsh first of all. They would just have... To, yeah, I imagine there'd be like cults of Grumpsh out there. Sort of like, you know, the devil. Like for humans... Could they, a chaotic evil society exist? I mean, there is like this. Well, funny you mention that. There is a place in Faerun called Thay. Thay? Thay, T-H-A-Y, and it is run entirely by liches. Oh. And, of course, they're evil and they enslave most of the population and stuff, but it's run by liches and they have a fully functioning government, but it's more of a, you know, dictatorship, majocracy kind of thing. Um, but it's still, it's still a fairly successful country, at least in terms of, like, economics. Maybe not so much, you know their happiness well, of their people if but they're liches and they're raising undead to do all the labor then they're they are immortal undead eternal rulers of fey until some adventure or whoever is the next lore master of Faerun comes by and gets rid of them but they also are a really good source of a lot of conflict in the world um mm. there's actually a whole adventure i want to say in the Yon Tales of the Yawning Portal that has a dungeon that has almost every single monster in it or so. Like one single dungeon. Uh, there's even like a dragon turtle like chained in a pool of water. Um, and that's a really strong monster. I'm not sure if they have the Tarrasque or a Kraken, but that dungeon is um, basically... It has a mechanic designed into it that if your character dies, there's a portal that you came through to get into this dungeon. You just make a new character and you're the next one through the portal. Because they basically have a line of adventurers trying to clear out this dungeon to destroy a lich's phylactery. Um, so now here's a question, DM to GM. Um, 
could a powerful wizard turn to ghost who then possessed a powerful wizard potentially use magic to raise undead creatures like vampires and ghouls? Does this have something to do with the campaign we just played? I'm just asking a, a mechanics question, uh, GM to GM. Um, well, if usually when the way possession is handled, so for example, in Curse of Strahd, in the very beginning, there's something called the Death House. Spoilers. Um, there is two little ghosts that if you do something wrong, they will possess you. And quite literally, it tells me to tell the players your personality traits or bond flaw or ideal, whichever one is getting messed with gets messed with like it literally changes you as a person temporarily under possession to 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 become a different person almost like something about you changes so i would say that if a if a ghost wizard that still somehow has power enough to um cast spells and not just do normal ghost stuff Mm -hmm. inhabits another powerful wizard i would say that he can cast those spells now that he has a body that can cast spells do you know what i mean Hmm, like outside of the body he may not be able to actually cast but inside a wizard's body using his spell knowledge and so if you were a player in a campaign that came across a couple of mysterious undead hordes and then later on ended up fighting say i don't know something random like a wizard ghost that possessed a wizard would you put those two together as possibly being connected? I mean, maybe since you bring it up, I'll definitely write it down and exploit that in our next game session. <laughs> I'm just asking GM to GM. I'm not trying I mean, to spoil anything. Sounds like, like, sounds like you're spoiling. <laughs> I might as well just go read the module. No, don't. I actually don't do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. I like seeing the secrets that you might come up with. I'm still surprised that he's not a doppelganger. We're talking about what's the name of the this. I want to tell you, but I cannot tell you. No, the name. You guys are close to discovering what's going on. What is the name of the? You're just stabbing things instead of looking into things. Well, one person (laughs) is stabbing things. Um, what's what is the name of the module we're playing? Uh, it is um. Oh my God! Uh, Storm King's Wrath. I. Think, no, yes. Storm King's Thunder is the actual big th- campaign, right? Uh, it is Storm Lord's Wrath. Storm Lord's Wrath. Okay. See, I was thinking Storm King, like maybe this has to do with like giants and King Hecaton, but Storm Lord makes me think of. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh... It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Um, <laughs> it's funny that. Uh, you mentioned uh, Storm Lord. Uh, apparently, my new character, being a cleric of light, uh, one of their enemies is uh, Tempest clerics, and the domain of Tempest. Um, because you know, Lathander's the god of renewal, rebirth, and like creativity and perfection, whereas in the Storm Lord, won't say his name, um, is all about destruction he's a destructive side of nature yeah, you yeah. already ran into a kraken priest uh no i just know all the gods because i read the player handbook and no no i mean guy. in your in your campaign you guys have already fought a kraken priest exactly yeah so like which also makes me think something a kraken is doing something here because krakens usually have, are their own like agents of destruction they don't usually follow 
other people. So either we have a religious kraken on our hands, or uh, the the kraken priest is just very far away from the ocean. Which, um, by the way, why is a kraken priest in a swamp? Well, that swamp is directly connected to the ocean. See, that's what my other character's ideal was to get to the ocean with on the raft. Through the swamp, the mare of dead men in the middle of the night, bro. Yeah, we did. I died. I could not attack you. <laughs> I know. I know. It's fine. Just rot troll. That's wow. I've never heard of that creature. And I'm going to use it I've now. I made a table, rolled a die, and that's what came up. I'd like to use that creature soon, though, because that's a nice one. Rot troll, like. In a, in a necrotic aura, that's crazy. Oh yeah, that was I was I didn't know anything about the creature when I ran it. I'd never run a rot troll before, mm -hmm. so I, I was learning on the fly, and I was just like, oh my god, they're all gonna die! Oh my god, they're all gonna die! <laughs> yeah, Diddy Beyond said it was a fair encounter. It was not a fair encounter. You barely made it out of there alive. <laughs> I I think we need to just all start attacking things at the same time. Yeah, y'all can't keep splitting up. Not in this module. It won't. Uh, it will not tolerate that. If like shenanigans like uh, Ragnar staying asleep while you guys go check out the ghost keeps happening, like you guys will keep dying. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. It's not me. It's like the challenges the modules throw at you are difficult. Yeah, I get you. You you mentioned something earlier that made me think you had to pull it out of your ass a little bit, but. Was that guy supposed to just revive like that? Or did you have to like do that yourself to like keep the story going forward? I can't tell you because uh, it'll that's true. reveal. Yeah, yeah that's fine. All right. I didn't know but if it was like something. Ask me again once you finish the module. All right, sure. That's like, what, several months from now or something? Because halfway-ish through it. Well, I thought we had to finish there more books. Then that's actually like the whole module. Well, so there's like three books. All right, well, ask me when you're done with this book. <laughs> All right. How close are we? I, there's more story to reveal that I can't... I don't want... Yeah. How close are how we close to finishing this half, book? Halfway-ish, Drew. Okay. It depends on how much role-playing you guys do versus oh. how much, like, actually adventuring you do. Sure, it just it makes me feel better that Celerity didn't even get to the halfway point. It's, it's, no, it's all good, no problem. <laughs> I still feel bad about Celerity. He's... He has been an object of my obsession for quite a while, but I wanted it to be realistic in how a troll would actually like savage somebody to death. So, you know, I just had a thought now that me and Anna are teaming up and we're calling it Anazan's Emporium. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Ah, never mind. I remember who you're talking about now. Yes. Anastasia. Yes. Uh, we're, yeah, we're calling the project Anast Anazan's uh, Emporium. Anazan sounds like a wizard name. That's cool. Anazan's, yeah. Uh, except it's capital A, capital X, one one word, Anazan's. Ah, oh, gotcha. Is she like a uh, sleepy or, wizard? Uh, but, uh, and we're going to be making magic items. I think it would be cool to, like, once we get some, if we get any income at one point, uh, to uh spend some of that money to hire you to write an adventure that we can put in our patreon Ooh, um well not like a whole adventure but like well, a dungeon like a like a well, mini encounter or whatever i mean that'd be cool i'd be interested um i would just need like i'd work closely with you to like help like flesh it out 
because you, no. you know you know me like working on my own personal stuff i usually like i have to like stream of consciousness in it so if i'm working on something for somebody else i definitely gotta like stay in constant like contact on that stuff i'm always available usually yeah i was also thinking um as far as the click clack goes that we start recording this before our session uh for two reasons one it'll keep us from getting too long uh, two, having to go to play D&D is a great, like, end of the show. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just, all right, well, time to roll initiative, you know? Exactly. Like, uh, we gotta either go play our game, or, or players are starting to show up, so we better <laughs> uh, go ahead in there. I think that'd be a great way to start ending the show. Um, so, would you be available to start recording before the game instead of after? Um, sure, we can. Either right, or. So we'll come meet up about uh, three thirty, three o'clock. Yeah, th- three, three quarter past three to three thirty ish. Sure, sounds good. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for for this episode. Uh, I don't want to make it too long, so uh, you can find me at the Mister Xander on Instagram. And you can find him at the last lich on Instagram. I've yet to post, but I'll be doing so soon. Yes. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Bye now. Bye bye.